In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And Heavenly Father, give thanks and praise for the gift of the Spirit, gift of the Holy Spirit. Help us to receive generously the gift. Help us to work in your kingdom for the salvation of souls and the spread of the gospel. I have a keen memory of when I was a child and my grandmother, God rest her soul, was she would make uh, dough and she would make these little like bread, swirly dessert thingamajiggers, whatever they were called. They were delicious. And she never had a recipe, right? During COVID, my mom had to like make up the recipe and like experiment to find, to perfect the recipe because she didn't have recipes. She was like, yeah, a little bit of wheat this and some that and some oil and some eggs, whatever. And she would make this really bread thing. But I would watch her do it, and as a kid, you have no idea what's happening. I just watched, remember her like aggressively punching a bowl full of dough, right? As a grow up, it was like you kneading the dough. So she'd add the eggs and the flour, she'd mix it, then she'd like put it in, she'd flip it, and she'd add water, and she'd flip it, and she'd add some flour, and she'd flip it, and she's like putting a lot of work into it. But then, as is the nature of dough, you have to let it rise. Put it in the corner, cover it, and it like triples, quadruples in size. All by a little packet of yeast. So I was praying with that memory and praying with the gospel. So when Jesus says in the gospel that the kingdom of heaven is like a woman who like made this dough, my grandma, right? She made the dough. But then a little bit of yeast, but all that work quadrupled in fruitfulness. Quadrupled in the quantity of the ability to make, as well as the fluffiness, whatever, but in, in this analogy, to really make it rise, to multiply the fruitfulness of it. So we pray with that, and I was praying with the whole idea of like what we do with the kingdom of God, how we prepare ourselves for the kingdom of heaven, how we prepare the church for the kingdom of heaven, is that it requires for us in our faith an exponential amount of work. We have to grind. We have to put the work in for the salvation of souls and for the spread of the gospel. But then, and if we miss this part, we miss the fruitfulness of it. And then we put the yeast, we put in the Spirit, we put in God, and we're patient, and we're calm, and we allow the fruits of our labor to be multiplied, because God is the one who does the majority, the majority of the work in everything we do in our lives. And it needs to be everything we do in our lives. We can't, we can't compartmentalize how much you put God into our lives. For example, yesterday, we had the fall festival. Big festival, food trucks, a petting zoo, we were in the dunk tank, cotton candy, very unhealthy all the way around as far as consumption of calories, but it was a fun event. But it's not an event in and of itself. First, the work. The mom's group put in a lot of work to it. The prep work, the calling, the this and that, organizing all the details, setting up, cleaning up. It's an incredible amount of work. Worth it. But if it wasn't blessed by God, if its focus was just making money or if it was just fun, what it is is a big picture. So in the church, we gather together and we worship God. Church and mass is objectively not entertaining. That's not its purpose. I'm not here to entertain you. Fall Festival's purpose is to entertain. That's what it's fun. So we can gather as faithful followers of Jesus. We can worship Christ here in this Mass. We can have a good time and fun and party at the festival, which unites us as a community, which then strengthens our resolve to come together and to worship Christ. Because it has to be both. All the ministries we have in this church. You've noticed the past few weeks, we've had a lot of announcements. Why? Because we have like 
Chaldean class, and Father Mahend is starting an Arabic ministry. Then we have J2S, we have CLC, we have crew, we have men's group, we have catechism and communion starting. We have a lot going on in this parish, which is beautiful. And that's the work, that's the grind, that's the kneading of the dough of the work that we're called to do in the kingdom of God. But then, we know this, and we have to remind ourselves of this, if we don't allow God to work, don't allow the work that we do be given over to God, then it won't grow, it won't multiply. And this is the analogy of the kingdom of heaven that Christ has given to us. Besides church stuff, think of your own lives. Right? Many of you are, are in school, right? School is all about like relationship building and growing and like maturity and knowledge and how to add and do math and science, all these things. Good. You have to put the work into it. But if you're not allowing Christ to be part of your schooling, if you compartmentalize schooling from faith, then it's bad. Look at the school system. Why has this whole trans agenda been so pushed so quickly? Is there is a connection and a correlation between the removal of the gospel, even, even, even in a secular way, from the schooling system, and then an increase of demonic, weird things that are the sexual confusion of the modern day? They're not isolated. There's a connectedness to it. We grind, but we remove God. So it's not as fruitful from it. In your own businesses, right? Some of you have business, some of you work, all these things. Work isn't a thing unto itself. It's literally holy. Like how you treat customers, how you treat employees, how you treat your boss. All these things are part of it. You can't just sit here and if you look at your life and you have this dough of your life as a follower of faith of Christ and you cut out the part that is work and business and you don't add yeast to it, you just let it be its own thing. But for this part, I'm going to add yeast. But for that part, I'm not going to add yeast. It won't be fruitful. Everything we do in our lives must be graced by the power of God so as to be fruitful, so as to grow and be beautiful. Yeah, we do that. My boss was so holy. This one employee I had was very faithful, very honest, had a lot of integrity. That's part of our Christian life. And that's important. Today, for example, we have Strides for Seminarians. A beautiful fundraiser we have annually. I took a tragedy in the community and used it and baptized it and blessed it to bear fruits for the good of the funds for seminarians. But the whole idea of seminarians in and of itself is beautiful. Like, think about priesthood, right? People always say, Father, I know you're really busy. Father, I know you're really busy. Father, I know you're really busy. Everyone's busy. This is the modern day. But if it's just the work, if it's just the phone calls and the fundraising and getting up in the morning and preaching the gospel, if that all it is, and it's not about really what the fruitfulness of it is God, so I can sit here and preach to you all day till I'm blue in the face. I can be the holiest priest or the most sinful priest. It's almost irrelevant if I don't put Christ into it. And then we bring Jesus into it. And the beautiful nature of watching dough rise is it's slow, it's quiet, it's consistent. That's how God works in your life. That's how God works for all of our lives. We have to add that to our lives. Another example. I have a lot of examples today. Think of your relationships. As we go in life and you have friendships and, and, and in your marriage, in your home, all these things, you hopefully want to have God into it. And it's amazing to me how often in our lives people have you know, individuals in their lives who are really distant from God who make, well, I want to stay close to them because I want, I want to show them Jesus. I want to bring them close to Jesus. Which is beautiful. Unless 
that because of that relationship, it leads you down a path of sin. It leads you down a path of gossip or sexuality or sexual sins, whatever it might be in your life. You have to like, maybe excuse that from your life because what you're doing is you're taking that part out of your life. You're not adding the yeast to it. You're not adding God to it. And therefore, it's hard to grow and it's hard to mature. We need to be making sure that we're putting the yeast and the Holy Spirit of Christ into everything we're doing in our lives. Everything. All your relationships, all your finances, all your existence, your school, your work, why you wake up in the morning, how and what you do with your body, all these things, everything about it must be blessed by God. And then, and then watch it bear fruit. Perfect example, and I'll end here. Think of the Eucharist. Eucharist is the ultimate example. What is it? It's bread and wine, blessed by God, blessed by the priest, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, and it becomes the body and blood of Jesus. How does it start? You have a field and a vineyard. And then by our work, the work of humanity, we plant. I don't plant. Somebody else plants. Somebody plants, okay? We plant. And then it becomes wheat. And then we take the wheat and we grind it. And then we put it with water and we bake it. The fruit of the land of God, by our work, taking the fruit, then by our work again, given to God, becomes the Eucharist. The grapes we take, but the grapes are a gift of God. And then we, we take the blood of grapes, we squeeze the grapes, and then we ferment it. So by, God's, by our work, by God's grace, by our work, by God's grace, and then by the blessing of Christ and the Mass, it becomes the Eucharist. So it's this mutual back and forth of everything we do in our lives. You want to raise holy families. You want yourself and your spouse and your children to have, be followers of Christ. You have to put the work into it. You have to be people of integrity, of honesty. In this home we pray, in this home we forgive. We're going to go to Mass. And then, you give it to God. You take this dough, you put the yeast into it, and you give it to God. And if you are diligent, and you are faithful, and you are fruitful, and we pray, and we hope, and we beg God, the faith of God in your own heart, in your family, in your loved ones, in existence, in your life, in your career, in your school, in your social activities, and everything we do in our lives. If we give it to God, and we allow God to consecrate it slowly, consistently, we'll be fruitful because God does the work. Amen.